one of my mistakes was actually selling uh, a rental property. Yeah. I wish I would have kept it today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Because of uh, the, the rents the are rental. just going to go up. Yeah, rents are going up. No, because the city just turned down 15 projects, right? I don't know if this, I don't know if people understand what's going on right now. They're turning down all these projects. Like, yeah, fine. Some of them are luxury, some of them, but a lot of them are middle. We need that. I know you need more social housing, but you need the middle too, right? You know what I mean? Like Cheryl, my wife just rented a one bedroom, yeah. like in the heart, like in East Van for 1700 bucks. Yeah. And I was looking at the rent, I'm like, holy, man, that's expensive. Like, you know what I mean? It's like in 1700 bucks where you can get it somewhere else. Because Robert, this, you know, this is something that we've been talking about quite often here. Uh, I'm looking at different, I'm not, a, I'm not pro against, I'm not pro real estate in Vancouver yeah. anymore. Yeah. Right. I, I prefer the rental side right yeah. now. I just think the way the community is going, mm -hmm. the younger generation, they don't have that working at GM for 40 years, mm -hmm. having a pension, the same job, mm -hmm. buying a house in the same area. Mm -hmm. Today, a lot of these guys work at TELUS, Amazon, mm -hmm. Google, mm -hmm. right? Two years from now, they're going to go to uh, Facebook and TikTok mm -hmm. and all these other companies. Mm -hmm. And most of them are working from home. Mm -hmm. So, okay, today I'm living in Cold Harbor. Mm -hmm. Three years from now, you know what? I don't want there. I want to go to um, to Kitsilano. Mm -hmm. Then I want to go to, you know, I want to go to Fort Langley. Mm -hmm. Now, you know what? Screw this. I had enough of, of BC. Mm -hmm. I want to go somewhere else. Mm -hmm. It's just, why get tied down? I think yeah. a lot of them are looking at it that way. Yeah, flexible. Right? Yeah. Very flexible. And today, look, this is me personally. Mm -hmm. Three years ago, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I had 300K. Mm -hmm. To, for a down payment, mm -hmm. I can go buy a place for 1.3, mm -hmm. 1.4 in East mm -hmm. Van, mm -hmm. have about a million dollar mortgage. Mm -hmm. Million dollar mortgage would have ran me about six, seven thousand, mm -hmm. right? And the 300,000, okay, you know what? Let's cut that. Mm -hmm. Let's start something else. I brought this guy in, we mm -hmm. started doing something else. Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see where I am in five years mm -hmm. versus real estate. Yeah. I'm ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. That 300000 I know how to deploy. Most mm -hmm. people don't, mm -hmm. right? So it, it made sense for me. Mm -hmm. And I think if somebody knows how to deploy that capital yeah. into other areas, mm -hmm. it's fine. Now, in in a place like Chicago, where mm -hmm. I heard real estate is cheap, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where you can buy something, where your average income is, say, 60000 you can buy for 200000 mm -hmm. which Vancouver used to be mm -hmm. through the 90s, mm -hmm. right? And part of 2000s. That makes sense. That, that, that makes that, sense. That, that, uh, but today, at 60, 70, and no. you have a house at 1.5, or a condo at a million, yeah. it just doesn't. Mission. Home, homes in Mission, almost a million bucks yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's crazy. Abbotsford mm -hmm. and... Yeah, the difference between the income the, the income gap versus the real estate prices is yeah, it's dramatic. That's that's the problem. Yeah. I think mean, that's the problem where younger ones do yeah. not wanna wanna buy. Look where we live though. What's that? Look where we live. Look where we live. Yeah. But it's not the same thing. Yeah, it's yeah. the same thing. You look at Sydney, you yeah. look at London, you look in you know, parts of Toronto, San Francisco, mm -hmm. New York, right? Same thing there. But the difference there is they have jobs mm -hmm. that can sustain the real estate. We yeah. just don't have that either. We don't have that we we were, I think, getting there. I, I don't think we ever were getting there. Well, I man. think well Microsoft and all these guys came yeah, here. Yeah, but to those are space. smaller jobs, man. Those yeah. are the big paying jobs. No. Yeah. But I think we could have got there if we promoted it a bit more. We have a government that's pro business and stuff like that. You look it would have been a little bit better. But if you look at lawyers and you look at accounting firms, mm -hmm. right? A lot of the junior lawyers don't even want to work here. Mm -hmm. Right? Junior accountants don't want to work here because their dollar goes further in Calgary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? It goes further in other places mm -hmm. than it does here. Well, so. same as anything here, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? You just have to it's a lifestyle thing, right? You know I was I mean? looking I'm looking at Vancouver today as I look at uh, Miami. Mm-hmm. 
Right. We don't really have too many industries here. Yeah. Uh, and real estate prices are high. Yeah. It, it's based Miami's on tourism. Like that too. Miami's yeah. like that too. Yeah. Tourism, I heard, is down here too in Vancouver. One of my clients who's like in the center of it, you know, he owns uh, souvenir stores. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, I think retail in general yeah. is struggling right now. Right. You know what I mean? Because of real estate price. Yeah. Real estate prices. And I think a lot of people are option. scared. Yeah. I, d I think there's the feeling of the market is, is people are pu pulling back a little bit. Right. That too. And then with Shopify and Amazon, yeah. like why have the <clears throat> additional cost? Mm -hmm. But some people like to have the brick and mortar, right? Yeah. yeah. To go it's try marketing. But to try something on. Yeah. Right? But it's or marketing. It's marketing, yeah. Yeah. It's marketing. They but want to have the brick and mortar. They're not doing that, you know, thirty thousand square foot anymore. No. They're no, kinda no. down to like three. Yeah. That's all it is, right? Yeah, exactly. You look at like I love California. Yeah. I go there, everything changes and, and usually within seven to ten years it happens here. Mm -hmm. You go to malls there, over the last five years the malls there are changed yeah. over to like uh uh, family entertainment centers, yeah. right? Where you have kids can go and play whatever, mm -hmm. you know, playground or something. Yeah. Then they have the movie theaters. Yeah. Then they have a bunch of restaurants. So yeah. all these places are shut down. They're, you know, restaurants, tequila mm -hmm. bars, mm -hmm. uh, nightclubs. Mm -hmm. That's what they changed to. Yeah, well, not yeah. nightclubs. But yeah, like you're right. Beer yeah, that's and, what, yeah, I noticed that too. Yeah. I, that's just what it is. Yeah, that's just the that's just the future of the world, right? Yeah, it's you the future I mean? of malls. Yeah, future it's of malls. It's the future yeah. of malls. Yeah. And now, like, Vancouver's done something else, right? I'm not sure if the U.S. has, is we're building communities around those. Mm -hmm. Look at Metrotown today, mm -hmm. right? You got a massive hub. Yeah. You have, uh, you know, Brentwood's you know, building again, right? They, yeah, they the, have, the uh, market there in Brentwood is amazing. The rental market there is strong. The uh, people, it's a great place to live. You got a lot of amenities and it's there. Close. Yeah, like I mean, you retail jump in the car down Broadway, boom, you're you're yeah, you're in right. The city. Yeah, yeah, you're. That's a good place to live. System. If I was if I was gonna go out tomorrow and rent, I rent down there. The girl, a girl that works for me, rented there at uh, I love Brent. Um, I love Brentwood. It's okay. a big development there on the corner of uh, Lloyd Highway and Willingdon. Yeah. Um, and she rented a unit there. I think it's like a two bedroom, but I, I love that area. But see that with retail, you know, in Gastown, the areas that I work in, it's hot. It's hot. Tech. <laughs> yeah. Tech. Yeah. It's just like Microsoft just leased like, you know, close to 80,000 square feet in Gastown. Yeah. And just, they just, a lot of these retailers just want these niche. Exactly. It's a niche area. It's right? a niche area. Yeah. So I was lucky. I'm fortunate. I'm grateful that. The well, no, you're lucky I, now. When you yeah. first started that area, no, that market was me, yeah, that market was not there. You got so. in at the right time. Yeah, there, right? my timing was Your perfect. Timing was perfect. Yeah. yeah, my right. timing was perfect. I got into that that market. I found my niche. I did a lot of work in Yale Town back then as well, right? You know what I mean? So, so let, me, let me just introduce you here. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've, been, yeah. we've been recording here. So, guys, I got a childhood friend, Robert Tam yeah. from Corbell Commercial. We, we probably go back. Elementary like, school. Yeah, like thirty-five, <laughs> years, thirty years, at least thirty yeah. years, man. Elementary school. Yeah. I, it was. Yeah. Uh, Good times back then. Yeah. So tell the community what you do and uh, yeah, yeah. What your company, little buddy? No, I just well. uh, you know, um, you know, we're a boutique commercial real estate brokerage. You know, I started in two thousand six, and uh, you know, I never really had ambitions to you know grow it like super big. I you know, I was uh, um, I worked for somebody else prior to that, and. Um, Mm, I left because uh, I had to, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't really want to leave, you know, um, you know, it was uh, necessary for me to start my own firm, right? I really didn't want to leave. I was making really good money and it's really cool, like having, uh, it's different because I didn't have much fear when I worked for someone, right? Because yeah. they would handle all the problems, right? And then, um, uh, yeah, now I, then I, when I started my firm in 2006, you know, it's different now. Now you're handling all the problems, right? Um, and you know, I, I encountered a few problems, right? So 
Yeah, so we, you know, we're a niche and we geographically specialize. You know, we don't we don't want to we we just believe in specializing in certain market certain markets, you know, and with all asset classes in those markets. So like Gastown and Crosstown and Strathcona and Yaletown and so that's what we specialize in, right? And I just believe that, you know, in order for us to be competitive with the big brokerages, we have to have a niche, mm-hmm. right? And that was our niche. It's like we do deals in those areas and we have information that other brokerages don't have, um, you know, uh, that people want to pay for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that can give them a competitive a- advantage, right? So that's kind of, you know, what our firm is based on, right? Just specializing, you know, keeping it lean and mean. You know, I didn't want to grow too big, right? I could have, right? But I think um, our our model could work. We could expand it. There's other firms that have started brokerages, boutique brokerages that have grow, grown dramatically, right? And we just never went that route. I, uh, honestly, uh, so so your business is based in Vancouver, guys? If, yeah, uh, just if Vancouver. I understand Gastown and Yaletown and uh, Crosstown and Railtown. Those are all... Uh, little areas of Vancouver just outside of the, the downtown core uh, but I see I see real estate going that way more small boutique brokerages mm-hmm. rather than uh, you know two three big firms yeah right I can totally see that because it's I don't know when I walk into those bigger firms mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to a doctor's office yeah versus you know going to a, like a fun small brokerage yeah right boutique brokers like like yours right yeah ours is ours is kind of like that and you know i remember when i first started my firm the first day one of the one of uh, you know a, a veteran broker at a big firm right sent me a courier sent me a map a okay? map a okay. map okay. okay and says there was a note on there it says in case you get lost and I was reading it. I was kind of like, oh, it was, you know, nice. You know, this guy's thinking about me. But then I kind of read into it a little bit too much, maybe. Yeah. You know, it was like, in case you get lost, you right? You come to the Yeah, the yeah, brokerage? come to the, yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. I would have done the same thing, right? You know what I mean? Like, Why don't you respond back to him? In case you get lost, send him a Google, yeah. uh, what's it called, uh, map, right? How to walk from his firm to your firm today. Yeah, you know. <laughs> It was okay. I was too busy growing it at that time, right? Yeah. You know what I mean? And those were good days, right? You know? I, all I head down work, passion, you know? Mm-hmm. I didn't really look at the clock. I didn't look at the time, you know? I was doing my own thing. I was having fun, right? So yeah, when you run your own stuff, you don't even look at the clock. I don't even yeah. know what day it is. Yeah, you know, it's it's different. It's different when you're starting your own, when you're doing your own thing. But at the same time, you know, just to, you know, I didn't really want to start my own uh, business at that time, right? I was I was 26 when I started it, right? So, and uh, and then two years later, the market crashed, right? So, uh, the good thing is we were lucky because we and the market as the market crashed, we were helping people get out of the market, so we were making money on the way down, right? So as long as the market is going up or down for us, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're then we're doing okay. Well, even if it's steady, it's a rental market. Yeah, it's, it's a rental lease market. market. Right now, it's kind of lease market. So it's we do leasing market, yeah. too, so we're good. You know, at the same time, you know, we're not, you know, we're, I don't think anybody is immune to the recession, right? You know, um, you know, you just have to pivot, right? You know, I believe in pivoting, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and uh, yeah, just pivoting and taking care of your team. And, you know, there's been days when I just, I wouldn't even pay myself. You know, I pay my team. You know, just keep it keep it going, yeah. right? You know, so reinvest back into the company. yeah, reinvest back in the company. Make sure that my 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 team. You know, I keep it small. We don't need to be too big because mm-hmm. we don't take on that much work. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, though, when you go into our areas, everyone's like, "Oh wow, you guys got, you got signs keep, yeah, right? you guys are busy, right?" But then we have a program, right? 
so we can because we only work in that area yeah you know what i mean so we can walk to all of our appointments and you know like we don't have to drive from here all the way to and other like markets you, you still got the same office there on citadel yeah yeah, yeah so, so we keep you're, it you're, yeah. you're pretty much just walking everywhere yeah we're just walking yeah so we renovated we renovated we did some work to it yeah nice yeah so when you when you left your old firm mm-hmm. Were you in a on a fork to go into the bigger brokerage or start your own? Or like uh, how I, did that? I, I guess you know you know maybe maybe uh, I'll add a little bit what happened. So when I was younger, um, you know there you know the reality is you know East Vancouver is a little bit different now I guess you know. But when we were younger, 100%. when we were younger, like a lot of our colleagues, unfortunately, it doesn't uh, you know not many of them are working downtown. You know they're not working the suit and tie job. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like a lot of them are just stuck, mm-hmm. right? You know, it's not like Compton or anything, but they're stuck in the hood. You know what I mean? It's yeah. the different mindset, right? You know what I mean? So when I was younger, I got in some trouble, right? And uh, um, and the, the way I got into commercial real estate was actually my wife, actually, when I was at the lowest of my my life right mm-hmm. i was on welfare mm-hmm. right Didn't and that, right? and uh yeah and uh, i was on welfare and i was just beat up life had beat me and uh, uh my wife had actually sent me something um it was a bcit um uh diploma course for marketing management commercial real estate and i was like whoa i read it i was like at that time i was you when you're so broken in life you're more open-minded mm-hmm. i don't know if that makes sense you're just more open to suggestions when you're broken when you're kind of like fighting the world when you're and broken and open for suggestions yeah, i think yeah. you're open but yeah if you're, you're open. if you're broken and you're you're shut down yeah i yeah. think i think there's i think you're i think at that point i was yeah you're right i was broken and i was i was willing to listen mm-hmm. right and you know this this mail had come from my 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 uh my wife actually i was in actually rehab right so i you know i've been sober for about 20 years so it's like clean and sober for 20 years so my wife had actually sent me uh, pr- while I was in this uh, treatment center, a printout for BCIT, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, it was to that course, and I'm like, oh, this universe is telling me to go take this course. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like I was like, I always wanted to get into real estate, right? But you know, commercial real estate is sexy, right? You know, it sounds great, right? You know, so I don't know what it is. I have no idea. I was like, oh, maybe I'm gonna sell some stores or something. I'm not sure, right? What do we do, right? You know, I don't know. I have no idea what it was. So I took the course. You know, I got in, right? I didn't graduate. Uh, so I had to go in, upgrade, and and all that, and I and I got in. Right? So you didn't graduate from high school. So I didn't you graduate had, you from had high to school. Graduate to get to college. Yeah, I had, to, I had to graduate. I I had to upgrade to graduate, mm-hmm. and then when I got into BCIT, you know, it was devastating for me. I got fourteen percent on my first test, man. Fourteen percent, and it was like basic. Uh, it was. I'm smiling because we were talking about. <laughs> Did you get yesterday? that? T- yeah. 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 It was like I failed, and it's like you know everybody got like ninety something, and I got fourteen yeah. percent. And I was like about to quit, you know, but, you know, because of the life I live right now, it's a, it's all about a lot of, a big part of the life I live today is a lot about awareness, mm-hmm. right? And so when you're, when an individual is aware, I believe it's very hard to, to live with guilt, right? You know, and regret, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So, so I couldn't quit, yeah. you know, I had to give it my all. So I went to study hall and I used to get these like 3D like tutorial things to learn it all. You know, I ended up graduating first class, right? With honors, right? And I won a, I won, I won an award and all that stuff like that. But yeah, it was like for, from, but it was, it was hard because some of these students that went to that school, a lot of them are from the really fancy uh, universities from uh, out East. Yeah. So they're really smart, eh? Like they're like when they take it, like it doesn't look like they study. I was like in there, I wouldn't sleep. I studied like around the clock and I'm like tired and I'm taking this test, you know, and 
and the, you know a lot of them I would be at the at the top of the the section right like to, I would get one of the highest marks in certain courses right so I was proud of myself for that but like I didn't really know much about business eh you know so the first uh, well how I got into BCIT was I used to my first two year course first year in I was broke I spent my student loan. I got a uh, typical, I got a, uh, I lowered my car mm-hmm. and I bought rims, right? With my student loan money. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm broke, right? So me, so my wife paid for everything, right? So she, she took, she took me to this restaurant called Chili Club, which is down by, it used to be by Pacific Boulevard. We used to go there, eat all the time. Yeah. And then somebody was hiring at uh, Tony Roma's, remember that place for ribs mm-hmm. on Pacific? It mm-hmm. said drivers wanted, right? So I'm like, I have a car. Right, you know, and, you know, I just, I just, I, I lowered it too, right? I got rims, right? So I, so I applied for the job, right? It was humbling for me, right? Because, you know, just when I grew up, you know, I just lived a different lifestyle. That was humbling for me, right? So, you know, not saying that I was better than it, I wasn't definitely. Um, it was just like I had this, this different mindset, right? You know, when it came to like, because my first job was Superstore. I worked at Superstore, and working for the for 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 a big company like that mm-hmm. i remember i quit i didn't even tell them they didn't want me to come back you can tell they didn't call me they, they don't want me working there you know and working for that and they were like i saw my colleagues were like working to become part of the union and stuff like which is great mm-hmm. right but i was like my boss he didn't treat me good mm-hmm. he didn't like me i didn't really like him i didn't really like my job i didn't really feel i didn't wasn't feeling it you know what i mean i wasn't feeling wanted you know i mean so when i first started working at tony romas i remember i almost got fired they pulled me in and they were like oh you're you're taking too long delivering right and i'm like whoa my i was like how the hell am i getting gonna fire i'm gonna get fired from tony romas right so i i didn't quit because i'm living this different way of life now so i was like okay i'm gonna apply myself right and then I, i ended up improving and learning the streets, learning all the addresses, but check this out, how the universe works, okay? So all the market, the areas that I delivered food in, okay, was the areas that I ended up working in, <laughs> right? So accounting time and all that, I would go to the, all the buildings. So when I started in my career, I already been in many of these buildings in these areas, yeah. right? Because, you know, my, my old boss would be like, well, how do you know all these things? I used to deliver ribs, right, to all these places. It's just funny how when you're flexible, Right. I was just re- uh, listening to something about, you know, like, you know, infinite possibilities, like being flexible. Right. You know, with your business, with your career, yeah. you know, because everyone has a vision of what they want. That's great. Right. But I think t- to be really successful, I think you got to be flexible. You don't know what your future is going to be. You have dreams, but you should be flexible. Agreed. Right. You know what I mean? Because I think it caused a lot of anxiety when you're like, oh, it has to be this way, structured. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's from going to that to where I am now, it's pretty, you know, it's pretty, uh, pretty, pretty phenomenal. You know what I mean? So, so Tony Romo's and then into, uh, um, I, 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 I used to go bang. Oh, you know what I did? I used to, when I was in one year in, I, one year into BCIT, in addition to going to Tony Romo's, I went to all the commercial real estate firms and I applied for a job. I remember I had a tie that I got in the mail or something. I don't know. It came with the, it came with a magazine or something that I had this ugly tie and this tight shirt. I remember I gained a bunch of weight at that time because, you know, now I'm, you know, trying to live a different life. So I was eating a lot and then, uh, studying and eating. That's all I did. And then, uh. Uh, I went to knock a Cushman, Colliers, and CB, and all the big firms, and they're kind of. Lo- and I was like, you know, I just want to work, right? I I don't care. You don't pay. I don't care if you don't pay me. I just want to work, right? And they're like, no, no, we don't. You know, we don't. We're not hiring, and 
You know, these people that I get, like, I just wanted to, I would work for free yeah. just to learn. You know what I mean? I, I didn't care about the money. I and, just, they, and they turned you down, huh? They turned me down while I was working, because I had a job at Tony Roma, so I was making a little bit of money, right? So mm -hmm. I didn't need any money. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I would just volunteer. I just wanted to learn, right? I didn't know, I didn't even understand what I was getting into. So finally, one one of the firms hired me. They called me, you want to call me, they call, you come in and work and uh, for free, volunteer. And I did it for half a day, and then they offered me a job for part-time. And I was like, oh, this is cool. I'm getting paid to learn, right? You mm -hmm. know what I mean? But I, I think that was the big thing for me is that I had to be willing to learn the business for free. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, because I think when you get money involved in it, now you're looking at a paycheck. I had to just be of service, learn how to be of service, how to learn without anything in return. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And uh, that was the greatest thing I was taught. And that's what you get ahead <clears throat> too. Yeah. Right? Is, is just go in there and then kind of work for somebody for free and yeah. open the doors because yeah. the amount of things you're going to get, the, the amount of knowledge you're going to get there, especially for guys like me and you yeah. who are not book smart mm -hmm. and it doesn't work, you throw me into a, into any business and within six months I'll learn it. Yeah, right? exactly. Within two years I can probably run it. Mm -hmm. And it's just the way I'm operated, exactly. the way I'm, I'm built. Mm -hmm. But in school, I can't. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I did good in school at BCIT because I had to. You had to. It was a, it was an obstacle. It, it was a grind. It was a grind, right? But I mean, it almost, it almost killed me. Actually, that's a hard school. It was really hard. But I mean, uh, yeah. Just my, my, my first, my first boss taught me, don't look at the money. And first thing I thought was like, oh, what is this guy trying to get out of me, right? You know what I mean? But I realized later, mm -hmm. you know that he was teaching me money, how to make a living. Money comes afterwards. Yeah, man. money you, came you, afterwards. You, you add the value, add the service, exactly. and money comes. Keep grinding every single day. Exactly. You're looking at your paycheck every single day. Yeah. Like, oh man, how are we going to make it? Yeah. Man's mean, how are we going to pay this? How are we going to pay that? Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. But if you, if you keep picking up the phone, calling call the clients, direct yeah. messaging, or, or uh, you know, putting up content mm -hmm. and, and adding value and the deal is gonna come. Yeah, it's then, gonna come. They see you know you look at your bank account and grows and grows and grows yeah. and grows and grows. Yeah, but just when you look in the bank account, it's not gonna do anything because you're not doing the work. Exactly. You just don't. You just have to completely not look at the money. You know, and it's it's uh, detachment. Almost. You're detaching, right? You know what I mean? Obviously, I understand when you have bills to pay. You know, I lived at home at that time. Lived in the basement suite, so I was like, I didn't really have many much. I didn't have much in terms of expenses, right? Mm -hmm. But it was. Uh, I remember times when I couldn't even pay my eighty dollars student loan. You know what I mean? And that kind of, you know, that was. Those were tough times. But I started at the bottom. I started in, in when uh, when uh, the attack on uh, in on New York. Oh, okay. New, the no, attack on the World Trade Center. Yeah. yeah, that's when. That's when I started. You know, so I didn't know any market. I didn't know. Like that was the market I knew, and shortly before that was the um, tech crash. Mm -hmm. So the market was like zero. Yeah, there was nothing. Going nothing on. was going on. I had to check see if the phone was even plugged in, right? But it was it was great for me because that's where I started. So now with the market the way it is right now, it's okay. Like you know, I'm okay. It's funny you said that when I was when I first started right mm -hmm. in the mortgage business, I'll uh, do like email ads. I'll I'll, I'll do all this stuff, mm -hmm. and I'm new. And then I'm looking at my phone, it's not even ringing. I'll call myself to see if my phone is still working. <laughs> Today, like, I, I want to, I come in, I just hand my phone over to him. Like, Dylan, you deal with that. I don't mm -hmm. want to take my call. Yeah. I don't want to deal with it, right? Yeah, exactly. Just, like, things change so fast. Yeah, things change so fast. I mean, you know, obviously the market's a little bit different now, right? But I kind of like it. You know, it's, 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 uh, every, there's less money in the market, and especially in Vancouver, you know, and, uh, you know, but you have time to think now. And What uh, are you seeing on the commercial market? 
Um, I'm still seeing, you know, there's still transactions happening for sure. You know, mm -hmm. we're busier doing a lot of leasing. We're still selling some stuff, right? Um, but everyone's uh, definitely more cautious. You know what I mean? And when people are, when the market's cautious, then you should you should be a little bit careful, right? You know what I mean? There's less money flowing into the How market. How long has it been on the slower side, on the commercial side um, in Vancouver? I think it's been slowing for the last three years. But, you know, but everybody, you know, hypes it up obviously you know the market's hot which it is right like uh vacancy rates for office spaces is is record you know lowest has ever been and mm -hmm. and uh and uh we deserve that right vancouver is such a great city to work in right um but uh, i've been noticing a slowdown in the last little while last last couple of years at least right you know what i mean so people are just more cautious mm -hmm. right you know prices are hit up you know prices at a point where it's like wow it's just never been here before right yeah. you know what i mean but you, you're talking commercial right no commercial residential. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good. yeah residential yeah. too right yeah. i mean you know residential is just spike so you know i mean we 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 closely follow the residential market as well right mm -hmm. when the residential market slows obviously the commercial market's going to slow too right you know what i mean but the, vancouver is a safe place to put money so for well, a foreign a investor, of here. lots of hedging here. Mm -hmm. right? Exactly right. So, yeah, I think that's why a lot of people are mad because of the hedging, mm -hmm. right? It just puts the local market out mm -hmm. of uh, out of reach, mm -hmm. and I think that's where the the pullback is in real estate. For mm -hmm. uh, well, the anger is uh, mm -hmm. towards real estate is because of others hedging, but it's their money. They they yeah. can deploy it anyway if the government allows it. Then. Mm -hmm. You know, that's that's fine, and you know. Well, the government's stopping it now, right? Now they so are. they're, they're yeah. stopping it, but I I don't believe that that's the that's the solution for fixing our our affordability issues. We have a major supply issue in Vancouver, major. You know, it takes forever to get stuff to, uh, approved by the city. You know, it's hard to get business done. You know, developers are kind of painted like, you know, they're they're actually the good guys. They're trying to provide housing. Okay, I I met with a developer and he said to me, you know what, Robert, I would rather build. Four hundred and fifty thousand dollar condos, but I can't, right? Because the fees are too high, and I paid too much for the land. I can't. I can't ch charge four hundred fifty thousand dollars. I'll be losing, mm -hmm. right? There has to be a way that the city can work with developers to streamline um, uh, uh, the process. Well, and on top of that, now you have the investors coming in and they're just gobbling up 10, 12, 15 units. Yeah, well, right? And bumping up. Like, you know, <clears throat> I think that has to stop as well. Yeah, when so. You're speculating on those prices and. Well, a lot of developers are stopping that, right? Or, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. They, they, they don't want to have that much having one person buy all those units, right? But see, what people don't understand is as the rental market becomes tighter, rents start to go up. Mm -hmm. And now these condominiums, right, are becoming great investments because the rents are so high. But here, here's another thing. I was talking to a property manager and she was like, I can't keep tenants. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? She's like, they can't afford it. They leave. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, how much are you asking? They told me the price. I'm like, just drop it down a little bit and see yeah. what happens. Mm -hmm. So she started testing that and dropped it not by a whole lot. Mm -hmm. right? I think it was like 100 or 150 bucks. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, she's got some long-term people. Yeah. So you got to adjust. Like, I was looking at the rental market. You, I, I find downtown cheaper mm -hmm. than the valley. Mm -hmm. Some of these places in the valley, just because you have one more room, it's the same rent mm -hmm. cost. Wow, eh? Right? It's, yeah. It just doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. I think they're just throwing numbers and somebody bites, they bite. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, exactly. But it's a, it's a mixture of, uh, of a lot of things. We got questions here? We had a community. We asked questions. We, oh, uh, okay. And they, uh, that's fun. They, they sent uh, questions to us. So. Yeah, that's cool. So as a business owner, this is from Karen, as a business owner, should I be buying an office space or leasing it? Um, it depends if you're, it, it depends on your growth, right? 
like if uh, my firm, I'm not planning on bringing on five, 10, 20 staff. So buying for me is great. If you're if you're uh, if you're if you have a business that is planning on growing exponentially and you're raising capital or you're borrowing capital to grow, probably not the best idea because you're going to need to keep your cash. You need, you need to stay fluid, right? Yeah. So it's better to lease. Yeah. Better to lease in maybe in a bigger building where you can have some flexibility within the building, or within a management company. Yeah. That has where, a big portfolio. Yeah, where you can actually grow within there, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That, exactly. That's that's one of the things yeah. I. I like about bigger uh, mm-hmm. bigger companies mm-hmm. is you outgrow this place, you can move up within that building or within multiple buildings that they have. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's a good thing. Yeah, uh, same thing. Uh, same as Robert for me. If uh, I would not deploy capital into real estate uh, when I'm growing my business. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I got so many, well, not so many. I have a handful of uh, uh, business owners that come in here. Yeah. And we sit and talk like, I want to buy this commercial building. Uh, commercial realtors hate me mm-hmm. because I turn down the clients, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and they sit down like, I want to build, I, I want to grow my company. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. We want to buy this building. Okay, the building's ten million. You're putting like three and a half million mm-hmm. into the building. Mm-hmm. That three and a half million for you is better right now. Putting that back into your company, mm-hmm. hiring more people, mm-hmm. running more ads, mm-hmm. yeah. building your company. Mm-hmm. Ten years from now, you can come back. Five years from now, you can come back and buy the damn building. Yeah. Cash. Yeah. Not have that big mortgage. Yeah. Right? And these that, the- that has been the argument. But the saying that, though, there's a lot of people that come up to me and say that as well. But I mean, I've been watching the growth and it's crazy. Of what? Just of the cost of buildings. Like I had a, I had a, I told a lawyer to buy a building, mm-hmm. right? And, uh, you know, I could have got it for, you know, you know, the building just went up like 3 million bucks within like not even a year. Obviously that market slowed down yeah. quite a bit, right? But still. Has the market st- come back down? From, from I don't think, uh, for commercial, no. no. I mean, the yeah. problem is you can't, you can't get those buildings anymore, right? You know what I mean? The market's just True so enough, tight. But this guy's in the, here, here's another thing. A guy that's owned a lot of real estate mm-hmm. and had a lot of tenants, mm-hmm. I know how hard that is. Mm-hmm. You're a law firm, mm-hmm. not not in the property business. Yeah, that, those are two different businesses. Yeah, if you want to get into uh, into the real estate business, get into the real estate business. Yeah, right. It's not only owning the property and sitting back and having the tenants do everything. You need to you need to sup your game. Mm-hmm. You know if. Uh, um, the neighborhood has changed and they have upgrades done you need to do the same thing right yeah the tenants are there or not there and you you need to you need to work mm-hmm. and exactly I, and i think a lot of them just kind of want to buy it and it's passive income it is not passive income no right there's nothing passive about it no there's you gotta work of, at it yeah. yeah yeah you definitely have to work at it for sure next question is from manoj uh as a new investor what's a better investment commercial or residential real estate well, I think right now, you know, the way prices are for residential right now, it's probably a good time to buy some residential, right? You know what I mean? You may in, not in Vancouver, yeah. Yeah, uh, you probably get it for get it for quite cheap. Cheaper than a couple of years ago. <laughs> cheaper than a couple of years ago. Um, but but then saying that though, uh, you know, as the prices go up for those, you know, goes back up to where it was a few years ago. We'll probably sell it, you know, you know, and then buy a commercial. Commercial is always good because you got net leases. That's the power of it. Yeah, right? I, I, th- I think for most people, depending on what your experience is, it's mm-hmm. probably better to get into residential side. It's easier to rent out. Yeah, it's easier to sell. Mm-hmm. Right, commercial is a is a different beast yeah. where uh, it is very hard to uh, to lease unless mm-hmm. you hire yeah. Robert. Yeah, right? it's yeah. it's it's higher to it's harder to lease. 
and um, just just the cost associated with it, especially in the down market, mm-hmm. real estate on the commercial side is probably harder to sell mm-hmm. versus the down market on the residential side, where it might be a little easier because of the amount of people looking for that type of property versus commercial for sure. property. Yeah, uh, residential is a lot more. Yeah, yeah. more fluid. For, for me, I, I would have uh, started on the residential side and then gone over to commercial, mm-hmm. not the other way around. As I an think, investor, you mean? As an investor, yeah. 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 Yeah, because as an investor, when I buy, like my first house I bought, mm-hmm. I can actually live in the house. Mm-hmm. Can you live in a commercial building? No. Well, you no. could. I mean, you know, I, I've known of people doing that. Yeah. I mean, they're probably not allowed to. They're not allowed yeah. to, yeah. Yeah, some buildings, depending, you know, could be live work or... Yeah, like uh, Gastown, and, yeah. you know, you got, you got yeah. a few of those, right? Yeah, some, you know, not, not so much anymore, but I, I, I think I know a few buildings where some people you know live what, in you there. Developers should do that, like like your office, right? That's live and work. Yeah. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, it that's, would be good. That's a good thing. Yeah. Right? Just make it a little bit bigger where that main floor is straight business and then you have the next two floors totally. a little, yeah. you know, uh, you know, live work. So when you leave that area, you know you're done. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to come downstairs to the kitchen again and like, oh, shit, there's a computer. Yeah, exactly. And get back to work. Right? Exactly, yeah. Well, so, my I got hit with the vacant home tax. Yeah, yeah I know, did I tell you about that? No, you you didn't, but I know somebody else yeah. that has a has a what's it called unit in uh, Yale Town. Okay, they got yeah, 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 hard. yeah. So I'm very similar to that gentleman. Uh, what was the difference on that one? Um, I think uh, I'm not quite sure if his unit is is it a real live work? I I don't know. I I remember that seeing is a that already. Building, yeah. yeah, so mine is like I have a business license. Yeah. I went to the city. They have they have uh, all the notes saying that. I changed it from resident. It was supposed to be live work, but I had to, it wasn't done. And then I had to change it to live work. So it's all legal. Yeah. The guy inspector came, I paid him, you know, he, he, he gave me the approval. Uh, the problem is the city of Vancouver, I guess, doesn't talk to BC assessment or something. So BC assessment was still assessing me as residential. Okay. Uh, or tax or classifying it as residential, mm-hmm. right? So I got had to pay the vacant home tax because my office has been there for so many years. But it's live work. I have a business license. You find that? Uh, no, I I, tr- I got some advice on it, yeah. um, and we ended up just because what's happening is next year now I'm not classified as residential. It's it's called I can't remember what it's called, but it's like something other. So it's like dual. Okay. So now I'm I'm outside. You're of outside that. Of that I'm now. outside of that now. So I just said. You know what do I want to like? I just said, look, like let's just uh, let's just pay it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I enough of the headache. Yeah, I can't really. You know, it's not like it's it's cheap, but like it's it, it takes a we have we're taking a hit, right? I would rather have given that money to my staff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if the city and the government understands what these taxes are doing. Doing, they're not. They're not. You know, I I know there's a lot of people that are for live work. Come on, man. But for uh... You know, empty house. Yeah, I get, yeah, empty I get house. You know, the thing is like this: if you if you have the if you want to go buy, uh, you know, five properties and you want to live in two, what's like, and the government stops you from doing that because you have two homes. Like, yeah, do you th- do you, like, do you think that it's right to be penalized for that? My my old tenant, uh, sorry, my old tenant, my uh, um, the building I, I used to live in, um, the neighbor. He has a house in Abbotsford, mm-hmm. right, where the wife and kids live, mm-hmm. and he's a lawyer in downtown Vancouver. He lives okay, I know exactly here, right? what you're saying. So yeah. he's like, 
I'm stuck in traffic for, you know, it'll take me like, without traffic, it'll take me like two hours a day commuting back it's and forth. It's brutal. Right? It's so brutal. why? Right? That's mm-hmm. without traffic. Mm-hmm. With traffic, you're probably looking at three hours, man. Three and a half, yeah. maybe four hours. Yeah. I come here Sunday night and I leave on, uh, you know, Friday night or so. Yeah. And then I, I go back home. But I have to pay that, uh, uh, well, he doesn't have to pay, you have to pay them some tax. I forget what it was. Probably the vacant home tax, probably. Yeah. Because it's because he has he, his his primary residence yeah, is yeah, yeah. That, that's right it was a vacant yeah. tax but it the, it gets expensive yeah. I just think that the city I think we need to we need to build more you know what I mean we need to build more housing right the city's just not allowing more development yeah I can't comment on it because I don't know too much about it it kind of stepped away well from it's me. just it's just that what's happening is they're turning down development they're making it harder to for 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 supply. Right, so everybody thinks that's a bad thing, but think about it. If you allow the developer to build, and the developer has to pay a check to the city, right, for fees, right, the city can take that money and go build some more affordable housing. Yeah. Right. You know, look at look. Have you seen some of these properties that the cities they're building these three-story things all over the place? Have you seen it? They're kind of like modular housing. It's temporary housing they built Where? the city all over the place. They're like these white um, buildings, three story, two. Oh story. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. in over the uh, uh, Georgia Vine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one there. I think you gotta build a bit bigger than that. You know what I mean? Like how many? Well, I people... thought that was BC Housing. No, that's the city doing that. Is one. the city yeah, doing that? I'm pretty sure that's the city. Yeah. Yeah. Another one. Yeah. So, um, do you invest in it, anything else besides real estate? It's from Sean. Uh, do I personally? Well, you know the thing is, like, I'm a, I'm a. We're arm's length brokerage, right? So, you know, there's there's always that, you know, I shouldn't be buying real estate because of uh, I'm in conflict with my clients mm-hmm. like, for investments, right? But uh, I do have uh, uh, investments that I've, you know, I bought off other realtors and usually I'm paying more. No, outside of real estate. O- outside of, yeah. But what I mean is that's all I invest in is that. Is real estate. Is real estate. Oh, okay. I do my Nothing own else. investments. And, uh, you know, the thing is with my business right now, it's like, you know, over the years has changed. Before it was kind of like heads, head down and, and as many people as I can talk to and work, 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 which is nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Okay. But now it's all about relationships. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's always been about relationships. It's always been, but I had to learn the hard way. Oh, okay, got yeah. it. So, I built relationships. So you changed. Yeah, yeah. I built relationships through a brand because Robert Tam is like a hardworking guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which is still true. I work, I work so hard, right? But the thing is, now it's all about just just building more on that relationship where my clients don't actually read the stuff I give them, right? You know, they trust me to the mm-hmm. point where they just like sign it. And then I go back to the office and I study and make sure it's all okay because yeah. I'm worried, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So uh, going back to that question, do I invest in anything else? No, not really. I've been advised to invest in other stuff, right? You know what I mean? But... You know, I have my, I have my well, you, own. Yeah, you, you invest in your business and also in, into real estate. So. Yeah, yeah. And I have some stocks and stuff, but, you know, I just, I just love, Vancouver real estate is just amazing. <laughs> I just love it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I made a mistake a few years back when I sold a house that I had, a rental house. And, I, you know, nowadays, I, and I had something in Coal Harbor. And I just, nowadays, it's like, I don't want to sell anything. You know what I mean? And it's like. Well, if you got into it early. I think it's a it's a good thing. Yeah, it's I mean, great. I got into real estate in in early two thousands. Yeah, it's done well for me. Yeah, see, I didn't get in that early. I got in like late, right, two thousand six, I guess, right. But the good thing is, like over the years, is I've made, cl- uh, you know, I, I made clients. Uh, obviously, my job is to make the money, yeah. and that's being of service, yeah, right? Yeah. And they've actually included me into some of the deals, which is great. And they've helped me make a little bit, and they've encouraged me to invest with them, mm-hmm. and I love that. I'm grateful. 
I learned from, you know, I just learned from so many Value people. given, man. Value yeah, they given. just and they just want to share it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like this, this total abundance mindset, exactly. right? Exactly. Like, oh, come on for the ride, right? And I'm like, yeah, sure, right? Yeah. You know, scared. Even even minority, <laughs> even minority yeah. partner in, in, oh, in the deal, right? Yeah, and I'm scared, right? Because there's a lot of, you know, I got to put up a lot of money, right? And it's like, they just like, no, you got to do it. You got to do it, right? And, you know, and I come in and it's worked out well. You know, I've done quite, yeah, I've done some, yeah. That's good. Interesting deals. Tyson, what do you do when you're experiencing burnout? Um, you know what? Um, I used to experience. Uh, I had a I had a real dry spell for several years where I was just like, you know, I I'm not I'm not religious. I'm not. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm not religious. Sorry, I believe in many religions. Right? Uh, I'm more spiritual, I guess. But I can't even say I'm. You know, I'm just trying. Right? But I always try to make sure that I'm I'm strong within. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I read a lot of good books. I I punch pad. I hit pads almost every day. I hit pads this morning. I do boxing this. Uh, the, did that this morning. I work out. Pads om- like, like I boxing. Okay, I hit, yeah. It. I I basically do something almost every day. Good. Right. Whether it's yoga or, or I hit pads and it's just like meditative for me. Right. And it just like clears my mind. Right. And uh, you know I do a lot of stuff on gratitude. I write gratitude lists. Good for you. When I keep all that up, it's very hard for me to have burnout. So I just answer that question like indirectly. Hopefully, it's maybe not the answer that maybe you wanted to hear, but that's what I do. <laughs> uh, I, I see, I see a lot of uh, uh, tofino trips. Yeah, is that is that for burnout or is that to relax? Or what's what's that for? That's more for like stuff like uh, I don't necessarily need to do that uh, to not burn out, but I do do that. It's part of it. Right? It's part yeah, of it. Yeah, it's part of it. Like spending time with my wife, connecting with her. You know. Um, uh, making sure you know interesting enough it's like a lot of people are i used to be like this where it was like head down work which is great okay but in order for me to solve the high level problems for my clients okay it's many times many times where i solve it is not in the office (coughs) it's actually could be in tofino and it's actually sometimes hitting pads when i'm completely not thinking and i'm like whoa and then i just pick up the phone and like yeah, I just came up with a solution to this problem, right? Mine's in the shower. Yeah, you know what? Everybody has a different Mine's spot. in the shower. When I'm in there, like, I, I don't know, when the when the water hits me and it's like, I like, there's times I'm in there like half an hour and the yeah. water's just hitting. Yeah. Uh, environmental companies would not like me right now. But, <laughs> you know, when, when that, like, and it's hitting, I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta do this, I gotta yeah. do this, I gotta do this, I gotta yeah. do this. And then I tell, you know, whatever, one of these two, Google, Alexa, or Siri, yeah. uh, you know, take a note and mm-hmm. then boom. Uh, you know, they're taking a note while I'm in the shower. Wow, like, that's great. Yeah, okay, I didn't even think about it. Yeah. For me, that's, yeah, yeah. I don't know what it is. It, mm-hmm. It's just the shower. And it's always been like that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's just, and I know, and I, I learned the hard way. You know what I mean? I just, oh, I learned the, the slow way. way. You, you, I learned the slow way, I, you know. you know, and I it, learned the slow way yeah. as well. It's just a matter of testing stuff. And the second one for me is actually the seawall. Yeah. Cold Harbor. I yeah. just jump on the seawall with coffee and I just walk and I just like, it just clears my head. Totally. And I start thinking and, and doing for other sure. things. But when people are in burnout, it's very hard for that you to suggest that. Because Cause I've been there. When I'm in burnout and someone says, oh, you know, I remember my friends, my friend said to me one day, you know, uh, and he's a, he's a commercial realtor, very successful. He goes, go down to, um, uh, to Stanley Park and just sit there for a bit. Right for thirty minutes, and I'm like, sit. I'm not, I don't have time to go sit at Stanley Park for thirty minutes. No. You know what I mean? I got stuff to do. I called you about a problem. I needed a solution, right? But see, at that time I was so burnt out, I just wasn't open. You're blocked. I'm blocked, and it's like crazy because now it's like because before I would always think like, 
you know, when you do that stuff, you're taking away time from your client, but actually you're helping your client mm -hmm. because now you're like, you're, you're, you're come up with a solution because they come to me for a, a solution. And when I'm burnt out, I can't even, a I don't even know the answer. I, I can't answer it because I'm stuck in my, in my million of thought, millions of thoughts that are just racing through my yeah. head, right? I get more done outside of the computer and the mm -hmm. phone that I do on, well, no, uh, outside of the computer, but yeah. I, you know, on the phone I get lots done. But when you get to the computer, like this morning when I was on my computer, I just love it, eh? I love being on my computer and I just like, wow, it's like just emailing and engaging with people like because I take those times out, that, that time out, right? I realized a lot of these big uh, tech companies have actually figured, like tapped into something. Yeah. I sold a building where there was a huge uh, uh, tech company in there, like high security and they got games and like, uh, it's just amazing. Like a big, like, wow, is there any work happening? And they're yeah. just playing. A lot's like, happening. I yeah. know a lot is happening. Lots is happening. Yeah. Imagine you can bring that into uh, like more, like mortgage brokerage and all that. I mean, you can, right? We all do that right yeah, now. I don't think we have something like that, but we can't. We we're always talking about little basketball hoop here, right? Yeah, yeah. basketball. Yeah, yeah, one but day. Like, yeah, you know, like I think a lot of our stuff here is, uh, you know, we get out, we do yeah. stuff. And yeah, that's good. And, and, and yeah, that's a way to do. That's what we do too. Yeah, I give my staff a lot of time off because I want them to be happy, right? When yeah. they're happy, then they can come up with solutions. This guy has nothing. <laughs> uh, that's it for the community questions, but okay. I'll, I'll pose a last question. Mm -hmm. Just kind of learning everything that you've learned through your life mm -hmm. and ups and downs and everything, and, mm -hmm. and to, to kind of find the success that you wanted. Mm -hmm. What would you say is, is one or however many things that really helped uh, motivate you to get to that spot in your mm -hmm. life or to get to where you're, you know, whether it's someone that wants to you know, get to that next level in their job yeah. or figure out what they want to do in life or find mm -hmm. their passion, what would you say to that person? I think it's it I think it's very important to know what your why is, right? Uh, you have to know like what's behind it. There has to be some sort of emotion. Mm -hmm. Right? You know, there has to be some underlying emotion of, you know, of of why you're doing what you're doing. Right? Mm -hmm. You know? And and for me it's like, you know, I turned forty not too long ago and, and I've always wanted a certain type of car, right? You know, and uh um and I was ready to go get it, you know what I mean? And, and some people were saying, oh, you know, you can't get that car. It's too hard to get, too hard to get that car, right? And, uh, uh, and then I was like pissed. I was like, man, I gotta get that car, right? You know, a special, like it's a special car. And I'm like, but it's like, you know, I spent that money on my dad, right? I, I paid off his mortgage. I got him a new car and I got it. His doctor retired. It's so hard to find a doctor yeah. in Vancouver. Yep. So I got him into private medical. And it's like, you know, that's my why. Just mm -hmm. to take care of the people that around me that mm -hmm. I love. And I got more joy out of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's not that I don't want the car. I want the car. Yeah. I like have, I don't spend money on, I don't party. I don't do a uh, lot of stuff that other people do. Uh, like uh, go shopping. I don't shop a lot, right? I don't really like going to the mall much. Mm -hmm. You know, I just, um, I go to one store basically and um, just get suits and stuff for work. But yeah, just want to spend money on people I love, right? The people around me, you know? So that's my why, you know what I mean? And it's like, you know, just to help as many people as I can. I do a lot of work outside of uh, work as well, right? Uh, and I and I get, I think it's important to be doing work for free outside of work, you know, whether it's volunteer work or something. I think it's just, for me, that's what's given me a lot of happiness, just spending a lot of time helping others for free, not getting paid for it. Business is business, which is great, and, I, and I'm of service. 
right? And uh, but there's also something else I have to do too. One fills the wallet, one fills the heart. Exactly. You know, and and you know what? I think when you when you are able to fill the heart, you're able to be a better business person. I'm sure you you agree mm-hmm. with that. Like you're just when you engage your clients, you have more empathy. You know what I mean? You understand why maybe they're calling me and they're mad. Like you, filling the heart <laughs> makes me more full than than. Uh, than fill in the wallet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I just love. I love it. Like I just watch a lot of videos and I go see Tony Robbins and like I love Oprah. We went to we went all the way to see Oprah in San Jose. Oh, no, She's amazing. Right. Just amazing. All the her cast, like it's just her team. It's just amazing, right? Like just watching all these people. Do you know Ed Milet too? Ed Milet, uh, he's great. Yeah, he just uh, he's a motivational speaker, right? No, no, and I got no. introduced to him, and I went to a vacation, and I saw him at the hotel. No way. Yeah, yeah. and I saw him with his family at the pool. Right. And he, he, you know, I watch people a lot. Right. And this guy is genuine. Eh? He's like so cool with his family and like, you know, just giving with the workers there and like, you know, being nice to it's 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 how people remember how you make them feel. I'm sure I've heard yes. that. I've seen that. Yes. Right. And it's like you got to make people feel good. Right. Then they remember you. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and uh, it's I, your I, brand. It's, it's your reputation. Brand. And you know what? Another thing is, though, another thing, another thing is um, I learn a lot from my clients. eh? You know more than they learn off me mm-hmm. you know what i mean i mean I, I i i guide them and i advise right but it's like i watch how they live and stuff and i and i and i and i soak it up it's vice versa yeah it's vice versa they're, they're getting a lot from you too right yeah it's just the, it's the experience that they have and the things that they've done yeah right and, and i'm the same way i'm like holy smokes i'm learning so much from these people here. yeah i might give them the same value and you, you gotta realize that you you actually are giving the same value if they're actually they're you know getting answers from you and uh, asking the, that question yeah they are exactly yeah exactly that's how it is right so hopefully i was able to answer the question you know oh, just yeah, the the, sure. the why part right so i mean i think that's very important perfect yeah. well, hey thanks for coming yeah i know. really appreciate it brother. hey good to see you thank you too it's been yeah. a long time yeah it's been a long time all right guys yeah. until next time